1: Yet another Star Wars podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and is part of the Forgotten Entertainment family.
0: Hello, and welcome to Recent Activity, your new favorite entertainment review podcast that attempts to cover every film, every show, all at once. I am your co host, Andrew Morgan. With me, as always, is the sous chef in this Michelin star production, Mr. Shane Beauregard. How are you, sir? I am doing well, sir. I'm ready to get the, get this meal cooked. <laughs> you address me as chef, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Corner Sorry, behind chef. you. Sorry, chef. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as you may have guessed from uh, the language up top, um, we will discuss uh, the the return. Uh, season two of The Bear on FX. Um, we are not completely done with it, but we'll definitely have some some words to say on it. Uh, and then later after that, uh, later in the show, we will do our top five TV shows of 2023 so far. But like I said, right up top, I want to get right into The Bear because I have been obsessed with this show. Um, we talked a lot last year, I don't know how high it ranked. Do you remember? I didn't go back to whether we put this, how high we put this. I feel like it was a one or a two.
1: For me, it was two or a three. I do remember that it was number two or three for me.
0: Yeah, because tr- again, like a lot of the same usual suspects that might show up on this list for this year uh, were people who we had last year, like your your berries, Ted Lasso's, etc. I'm trying to think. I I may have had. Gosh, I, I want to say I almost had this number one, but I, I feel like that might not be right. One of these days, I should actually listen to my own podcast. Maybe, maybe <laughs> should have gone back and done that before I just start speculating on the pod. But obviously, there's a ton of great TV. Um, we we kind of usually set the, the temperature before we get into a lot of this stuff, but it's been a pretty good year of TV. Uh, the fact that it's, uh, our top fives, I have honorable mentions on top of the fives and more often than not, we're covering movies on this podcast, Shane, but how do you feel like a lot of times we were saying last year and even parts of this year, like that TV was kicking movies
1: ass so far this year, I still feel the same way. It's been a strong year for TV. I had trying to make her a list. I, I could have put, I had, had like eight to choose from. And there's a couple going on now outside right. the bear that just started this month that I'm like could make the list at the end of the year. And there's a couple of my clients recommend, like the Diplomat, which I heard was great, but right. I haven't got a chance to see it yet. So same. A lot of yeah, a lot of good content on all the streaming services so far this year. Absolutely.
0: I'm in the same boat and, you know, I haven't even gotten to, I was surprised, you know, we got something as big as the bear coming back and also uh, Secret Invasion is one of the shows that we kind of talked about uh, a little bit on the air and a little bit off the air saying at least we are intrigued by the trailer. Um, and obviously it's the kind of the return for Samuel L. Jackson, you know, and the scrolls and whatever else uh, we're in store for in that show. Um, but I haven't even... Turned it on yet, which is wild, uh, considering it's a Marvel show. And usually we're right up front and and usually covering those things. Have you even turned that one on yet?
1: We did. Yeah, I did. Uh, Wednesday morning. Okay. uh, Watched it. And off the bat, and a lot of people are having their issues with it. I liked it. It wasn't perfect, but I liked the espionage tone to it. I liked Nick Fury's return. I forgot Amelia Clark Amelia Emil Clark from I mean, like Game of Thrones Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is in of yeah I Thrones. totally yep. forgot mm-hmm. she was in it. Yep. Uh until I saw her in the episode. Oh, that's right, she's in this. Yeah, I Olivia Coleman. So too? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Olivia yeah. Coleman. I liked it so far. So
0: All right. Yeah. I I have hope good you know, this was one of those, you know, the like the Captain America Winter Soldier, if they have a closer to that vibe. The the criticisms I've heard thus far is that it's closer to like uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier vibe than it is that which makes for complicated bedfellows and I don't the scroll thing is obviously a carryover from stuff they did with Captain Marvel which is also something that I didn't completely love so I could see both worlds where I like maybe the tone of it but is there enough filler is there a right. story for me to continue is that a week-to-week week? it is right yeah it's
1: a week-to-week week, yep so they do only the premiere they did the premiere. They Normally, you know how it is more. Sometimes they'll drop the first two, but this time they just dropped the one. Right. Yeah, well, that's
0: why I was curious. So I'll have to get on that. We can probably cover that uh, soon enough. Maybe once we're a few episodes in, we'll do a check-in on that one. But, uh, Shane, let's get to the bear, baby. Okay, um, let's do it. You are uh, in the middle of the sixth episode, which, as I said to you, it's, uh, it's turning into like... A folktale out there on these streets, uh, because it's a very intense episode loaded oh with uh, cameos and, and guest stars, however you want to put it, that just this entire family that they're putting together. And I, if you're only part way through, God bless you, because the end of that episode will blow your freaking mind. <laughs> um, so... And and to me, um, and not to not to, well, this is really just gonna tease you. So uh that uh <laughs> episode seven actually made me like weep. It was that Ooh. it was that good. And it and okay. in a much different way. It's literally the the perfect episode to follow the intensity of six is seven. And uh I, I I'm very much looking forward to what you think. And you know, just to rip the band aid off here. Um, not disappointed in the least. This show, I think, actually has improved. It really knows what it is. Um, A lot of times, and we'll maybe talk about it in some of the other seasons of TV that we've seen this year, they've even done episodes where they're like whole cloth about like one character and kind of exploring that character and seeing where they are and seeing their improvement and kind of doing it. I don't always love it when shows do that, but this show god they do it so well and it's so necessary because you have that loaded kitchen of several you know ensemble characters that you just need to to check in with to see where they're at and gosh this season is blowing me away so far and like i said to you off air we're gonna do our top fives i wanted to be a jerk and put this in my number one without seeing the end. But as I know uh, with some of these other seasons that we have here, um, the ending soured their position in my top five. So it would be disingenuous to put uh, a partial uh, out there. But that's how high I am on this show. Jeremy Allen White's great. Like that whole cast, everybody's return. Plus, like I said, uh, a bunch of uh, amazing cameos that like that family in general. Um, you already had Oliver Platt, who's like a heavy character in there. And then on top of it, you add John Mulaney, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis, Bob Odenkirk. It's it's a murderer's row. And they knock it out. Oh, and Jillian Jacobs. Uh, unreal. Unreal how many people they got. And that's just one episode, <laughs> um, let yeah. alone the rest of the thing. And I love the, the tempo of this show. It's almost like soothing at times and then it's chaotic at times and i it, they don't miss a beat like it's never like oh this is uneven this is it's always
1: interesting are you on the same vibe as me yeah i am and again uh, i'm only like 25 minutes into that christmas episode i'll be honest with you this gave me anxiety and i would never come home for christmas if that was my family
0: 100
1: <laughs> or i'd be drunk passed out in the corner somewhere just right. wake me up when all the food's done but no this show is great, and I noticed, like you said, they they do singular character episodes, checking in with the main cast here and there, but primarily focusing on a couple of the characters, which we get more uh, layers to them and kind of see what makes them tick. And in fact, my favorite uh, character uh, arc so far is Tina going to culinary mm. school. Yeah, no, it's great. I love that whole storyline, how she sang the karaoke, that was awesome yeah my favorite episode is probably the denmark episode with marcus yeah copenhagen yeah, it's great re- oh yeah sorry copenhagen i really no, love that so right. you get yeah, guest yeah. star william poulter right
0: yeah the guy from uh who's playing
1: uh in guardians and all that yeah, stuff these yeah, days yeah. yes mm-hmm. great and what i like about this show too is yes the restaurant is still there but it's kind of out of the kitchen this episode you know what i True. mean yeah he's on so a houseboat it, 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 you're in and out yeah, yeah. It, it still works man it works but like like you said, it has a lot of heart, but it's like oh, some of the pacing just makes me freak out. I'm not going to lie. Just like, oh, I need to pop some like some comic pills or something when I'm watching this thing.
0: Yeah, it's like one part uncut gems and like another yes. part ASMR where I'm like just watching people cut things and like put things together. And I'm like, God, this is so soothing. <laughs> I could right. just sit it's- here and, you know, have this on in the background and just like fall asleep. But in a good yeah. way. Like, I'm not saying right. it's boring. It's never boring. That's for damn sure.
1: No, never boring. But Jeremy Allen White, again, just like last year, man, he just commands the screen. And he was like one of my favorite characters of Shameless. So I'm glad yeah. to see him carry this over into um, this show as well. And I could tell he got a little, I don't know if you noticed, but he's a little buffer in this season. Uh, he's always season. been swole, but yeah, he's definitely well, got he, it. Yeah. And I remembered... He's going to be in a wrestling movie with Zac Efron coming out later this year. Oh, the Von Eric story, right? Yes. Yeah, so he's yeah. been one of the Von Erichs. So that makes perfect sense why he's a little more chiseled. <laughs> yes. But no, it's great. And I love to see John Berknell in almost a complete episode. Though, you know, in the episode I'm watching, he's in it more than we've seen him in the last two seasons. I'm loving that. Yeah. So, so far, man, again, this would have been in my top five for sure if I would have finished it. But I'm a half an episode behind you. Uh, one and a half
0: because you're in the middle one of and six. And half, I yeah. finished I'm seven, so
1: I'm yeah, I'm, okay. I'm ahead
0: of you. But uh, yeah, it's it's incredible. It's such great TV, and like I said, even in an incomplete, I desperately wanted to put this as my number one, so that should tell everybody how I'm feeling about it so far. And I definitely look forward to how this is gonna end. Um, and for such an intense show, I really hope it doesn't do like uh uh hokey doke on us and just uh go uh. too far, but man get back to me when you finish episode six and then uh, we'll yeah. talk about where this okay. show may go at any given time because it's uh whew, amazing so yeah bear high marks everyone check that out season two FX on Hulu um I wonder if I, I they're playing games now because of the writer strike I wonder if they're actually gonna put this on the air at some point too but for right now it's Hulu only. Uh, and they put the whole season out there which is tremendous. Uh, oh great. Yeah. This show like what do you think about that model? You you you're all in on the the binge for this particular type of show?
1: Yeah, and it's weird. I go back and forth. It's like I miss the days like the HBO shows that are once a week cuz it gives me something to look forward to to that day and discuss during the week. But yeah. like a show like this, I just want to just mainline it into my veins. <laughs> Same. Cuz I can't I can't get enough of it. So yes, this for the model, the bingeable model this is the way it would go for me.
0: I think so too. And I think primarily, cause again, we talked about these episodes where it's not like the stare, uh, the story is like, Every episode is like a cliffhanger into the next, some kind of show like that. It's really not. They're almost like a collection of short stories that, you know, come together at times. But there's a lot of stuff where it's just these solo episodes or a flashback entire episode like you're doing right now with the Christmas episode. So to me, I think the binge model is only way to go with this particular right. show. Um, cause even batches doesn't make sense. Like if they did five and five, or if they just, they launched the first three and then up ep- uh, weekly, it doesn't make any sense. So those other models right. to me don't work. Um, so check that out. Everybody season two of the bear FX on Hulu right now, the whole entire season two is available now. Um, but let's get into some top fives, buddy. And um, I told you, uh, even just up until right before we turned on the mics, I was trying to, you know, pull my usual shenanigans of like, I have six or seven and I need to come up with a five. Um, can I do this and this? No, no, make a decision. Uh, that was the final say from <laughs> Chef Beauregard. Um, so. Good, good call on you. Uh, I did finally man up and whittle my stuff down, but um, in pure coward fashion, I am gonna make you go first. <laughs> so let's do it, buddy. Let's let's get right into it. Our top five TV shows of 2023 so far. Your number five, sir, is
1: okay. So this is a show I was late to the game on. It just finished its third season this like in May, Ooh. and I was put onto the show by a friend. I would have had. Zero interest in the show, and I couldn't stop watching it. Okay. And that is that is Dave. Oh, yeah. On... I've been
0: meaning to watch it. That's F- FXX, right, on yes, Hulu? F- yeah. Yes,
1: on Hulu. And it's about a neurotic mid-20s suburbanite convinced he's destined to be one of the greatest rappers of all time. Now he's got to prove it. So basically, it's Little Dicky, which yep. I didn't know too much about him. But man, this show got better. It built on each other after every season, and season three, which I just finished over the weekend, is fantastic. Yes, it's goofy humor, it's little Dickies humor, but man, it's packed with a lot of heart. Yeah. And it reminds me, in some sense, of the bear, because his friends and entourage, are so much manic moments, and the way they kind of talk and treat each other is sometimes reminiscent of the bear, but then it gets back to the heart of things. So it's hilarious. Now, granted, the humor's not for everybody, so just be warned in but
0: what like way th-
1: in what way <clears throat> how would you describe it oh a lot of crude dick sex <laughs> jokes and seems the way- like it from the trailers okay oh yeah absolutely sex dolls are involved in several episodes i mean it, it gets really wild yeah it's really wild uh but like little dicky is his stage name and his character dave his real life persona is totally detached they're not even similar so it's him trying to balance the balance of both those, his, right. both his like inner character and outer character. But you had guest stars like uh, Drake, Don Cheadle, Rachel McAdams was in two episodes. The, se- <laughs> <laughs> the season finale had Brad Pitt in the entire episode, and it was fucking hysterical. Oh, wow. Oh, it was just great. So I watched three seasons of this show in the last month. So I number five is day for me. That's great.
0: That's good to hear. That's a show that's been on my list to watch. You said this is the third season, right? Yeah, correct. So that's almost, I almost like that where I can like kind of find a show, binge like a ton of episodes, you know, you kind of catch up on it and do it that way. And with that type of show, it's a half hour comedy? or It's a half hour show, yep. Yeah, so that's perfect. I, I almost... I really should look into that and, and do that. And and the fact that you're giving such high high marks on that, that's encouraging. I know uh, John, I believe from the pint as well has uh, recommended that one to me. So that's two very solid recommendations. So I would say to the people out there to also check that out. If you aren't already, I'm probably going to piss you off with number five already and not because I'm chickening out and doing some Thai shenanigans. Um, it's I'm going to, start the discussion on something that I don't know if it's on your list. Uh, it's Barry. And I know mm. that uh, you've had some complicated feelings. I do too. But when I looked at what I would basically knock out of my five, they all have flaws. And what I will say about this particular season of Barry, the series finale, as well as what, fourth season, it was the fourth and final, right? Yeah. So yeah. here's the thing. And we've talked about it. Because we followed this uh, you know on the podcast and off. And I think the high highs of this season are better than the high marks of some of these other ones. And I'll be honest, a lot of these shows that ended their their complete run, as well as you know just the new season, it's very hard to end a show. And I'm giving it a little grace for the fact that it didn't do it exactly how I would draw it up. But I would say up until when this show does a complete 180 and flashes forward in time, I would say I was having such a good time that I literally said to you, I believe, on the mics, I was like, I can't see them fucking this up. And they kind of fucked it up. (laughs) But even with the, the episodes after that, I would say it still did enough for me to hang tight, enjoy myself, and still enjoy the the lunacy that this show can get into in that fun Cohen Brothers type bizarro crime world type way. All the prison stuff, a lot of those early episodes I enjoyed so much. And yes, while I may not have cared about some of the stuff when they moved forward, I think the finale did just enough to to keep me engaged. And I think for that, it's going to be five when you know damn well that if they really stuck this landing, it's probably a number one for me type right. show. So the fact that it's five is giving it, you know, a little bit of a, a knock in the face. But I will say I will miss this show and I like this season just enough to have it land on my top five.
1: Wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, I thought you'd have it a little higher, to be honest with you. Oh, no
0: way. Oh, that was the day. Yeah, I thought I, you were like, oh, you put it on there? I thought it was going to yeah. be. Okay.
1: Um. Yeah. You'll see as my li- I, You know me. I had major issues with this show, especially when they did that whole 180. It, it lost me. It did. I didn't like it. I didn't like the finale. I felt like I was watching Dexter all over again. And I'm like, oh, why? Why did you end it? Like, like just <laughs> right. why? Yeah. It affected my rankings so much with this show right so yeah
0: so so that that's see i don't want to ask you to see whether it's on your top five but well let's move on to your number four because like i'm curious to see if barry does land on your list at all so i'm, I'm okay. curious
1: so this is a this is one out of the left field this is something i really enjoyed and i know the audience scoring rotten tomato reflects otherwise Ooh. but intrigued me enough To binge it in like two days. And that is Amazon Prime's The Consultant Mm. with Christoph Waltz. Okay. Yeah, I did hear mixed reviews on that. Came out in February 23. It's about a software company run by a uh, child prodigy, now a young man. This isn't a spoiler, but he commits suicide. And you'll find out why. And Christoph Waltz plays a fixer who fixes random different businesses all over the world. He comes in, no one knows who he is. And he, like, changes the culture of the company, not knowing anything about gaming or software. But he has, like, this mysterious, messed-up dark side that the employees are trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. But it keeps you guessing. It's quirky. It's It's got dark humor in it. They label it like a horror film. It has elements of horror in there, hmm. for sure. But it's like if Silicon Valley met Devil's Advocate, kind of like. Interesting yeah like be careful what you wish for as far as the employees go right because it does and, seem uh, creepy
0: the way the trailer vibes they're like this guy's almost like single white female and like he just appears out of corners it, you know
1: <laughs> pretty much it's yeah. very creepy you don't know what's going on but the intrigue after every step so like christoph waltz again is so demanding and so freaking charming and funny and just eerie and makes your skin crawl all at the same time mm. during this series and the two leads, Nat Wolf or Nate Wolf, never seen them, and Brittany O'Grady, who was on the first season of White Lotus, uh, great co-leads. She played uh, the, the the friend of the rich girl with Steve Zahn's daughter. Uh, but great show, great intrigue. I really liked it. I disagreed with the audience. I, I would have given this show a four out of five. So I, I got it up higher. So that's my – and there's no continuing seasons to say like, mini, like a one-off season – Eight episodes, 45 minutes, I think, in episode. Again, I binged it in two days. So uh, out of left field is the consultant. Amazing. Yeah. Now, have you heard any of the
0: criticisms of that show? And do you, like, acknowledge them at all? Or Because, again, like, I've heard some really mixed reviews.
1: I get it because it's, like, a very slow burn in parts. Mm -hmm. And, again, when you kind of find out the whole Christoph Waltz character at the end, it could be... Disjointing or shocking or just like confusing because mm-hmm. I get that cause it, it made me really think, but uh, yeah, I, I, I the critics did like this more than the audience. But again, I think it's too slow sometimes for the audience to be fully engaged. But I was engaged in the mystery of the whole thing and watching these employees trying to figure out what the hell's going on with this guy and what's his deal is and right because he was doing some crazy stuff within the company and they're like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it. Okay. It was like a Stephen King novel made into a miniseries. A good Stephen King novel. Ooh. Not like Maxim Overdrive or anything like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not the cocaine years. Okay. Yeah, not the cocaine years. Yeah.
0: All right. That works for me, man. That's great. Uh, so everybody check that out. You said Amazon Prime and it's all available now. Was that a binge model too or did they do week to week on that or do you don't nope, know? not
1: they, they They dropped all eight episodes at one time.
0: Oh, excellent. And worthy
1: of that? approach i mean I, nobody's like, gonna
0: have a chance to do anything otherwise but i was just curious
1: right i, I did because again i i watched four one day and four the other day and if i could stay up and if i was younger i probably would have watched it all in one day yeah <laughs> i know people watched all 10 of the bear in one
0: day because again they're half hours so they just sat for six hours straight and just <laughs> killed it i was like oh my god man it's nice to not have kids i guess uh um, right all right so my number four uh i i would think maybe this might end up on your list i'm curious now um because you haven't said it thus far so that's interesting um is poker face on peacock this is my number four this is of course the ryan johnson project uh you know another stuff in the vein murder mystery kind of weekly serial type show uh starring natasha leone as charlie kale um now basically we we followed this pretty closely i mean it's one of those shows that once it gets going it's not something that we had to cover every week on this show uh, because it's kind of in the vein of a you know a columbo uh, a you know matt Lott, like these kind of like you know it's a mix of like kung fu mixed with uh, you know where somebody rolling into town and something happens and you're trying to help figure out stuff like that so it's a mix of that mixed with the murder mystery stuff of ryan johnson who's of course known for knives out um so he knows how to definitely pen a murder mystery um the reason why is that number four instead of much higher because we did talk pretty glowing about it earlier in the year is i think because it is that serial like Every episode is kind of like a bottle episode of its own besides the two bookends to the season when she, you see why she's on the run and then you kind of see her kind of have to come back into the fold for the finale. I, I think some of the episodes just didn't work as well as I hoped. And especially this show is very guest star dependent because obviously it's, you know. Like I said, it's a a bottled episode. It's, uh, you know, not in the sense of like how law and order kind of is, but in a way where it's it's not ripped from the headlines or anything. But it's really like we're going to show you the murder and then we're going to reverse engineer it and see how this all kind of comes apart and then comes back together again. And some of these are incredible because they're all like kind of mini short stories uh, of that ilk. But some of them I thought were just fine. And when you're talking about a season that's, what, 10 episodes, I believe this was? So if it was just banger after banger, all 10 were, like, amazing, I'd probably have it much higher on my list. But I like the formula enough, and some of these episodes were standouts. Like the Nick Nolte one, I liked a lot. Um, So when it works, it works really well. Um, And we'll see where it goes because I thought the finale was good. But the way they're kind of cliffhanger it into season two, I was like, okay, we'll see where it goes from here. Because it's just, you're going to get more of the same, but it's not the same reason entirely why she's on the run. So that's kind of like a TBD. So to me, Poker Face
1: is my number four.
0: Okay. Did you Do think you me this to... was also going to be higher or no?
1: Actually, I did. You're kind of throwing me off a little bit. Ooh. So I'm curious to see what your three is. Cause I'm pretty sure I know what your one and two are.
0: That's probably true. Yeah, at this point, you probably do. Um,
1: so what's yours, buddy? What's
0: You're on number three, right? Number three, yeah. Number three.
1: And I had to think long and hard about this because I was flip-flopping a couple of the shows around. But for me, number three is Shrinking, which I had mm-hmm. higher. Right. I had higher earlier in the year. We we both love this show. We both Everyone just glows about this show. Uh, and it just – I can't wait for season two. So – We've discussed this show. It's, a you know, Harrison Ford, Jason Segel, and um, Jessica Williams all work at the same... Psychologist's office. Yeah, yeah. psychologist's mm-hmm. office. Dealing with patients and clients. And Jason Segel goes off the rail because his wife dies and he's just going crazy. But this show, what I tell people when I recommend is, like, get through the first, I would say, two episodes. Because it gets lighter and funnier as... And still emotional. Packs like an emotional punch. Yeah. And I've actually taking some of the techniques that they use with their clients in the show. on myself personally, um, I
0: talked about them in my therapy session. So I will say that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it gets light. It's full of heart and I'm not a Jason Siegel fan. I don't hate him, but I, I I'm not drawn to it, but he is so good in this series. And I love, uh, Chris, uh, Christy Miller and Ted McGinley as the neighbors. Perfect. They're probably the funniest parts in this show, but this show has humor has heart has emotion all wrapped in one and got better as the episodes went along especially like the uh character arc of the harrison ford character because we got a lot more of him mid to like end season i really enjoyed that storyline it just this show had everything i wanted and i can't wait for season two
0: yeah listen um i'll i'll rip it off and just say this is my number one so i'll i'll just say it now while we're we're talking on it but um I'm with you, buddy. I wasn't like the the biggest Jason Segel fan going into it. This is, of course, created with Bill Lawrence, who you know is known for Scrubs. He's working on Ted Lasso, and and Brett Goldstein, um, aka Roy Fucking Kent, is also a co-creator of this show as well. And you can definitely tell the kind of mixture of those influences on this show. But it is kind of impressive that between Jason Segel, Jessica Williams. Uh, those are people that like I kinda liked but didn't think like highly of. But they're like absolutely perfect in this show. And somebody like Luke Tenney who plays Sean, uh, who's a mm-hmm. patient who becomes a, a growing character within the show, I didn't see him in anything before. And he's just per- again, a perfect character for this project, and he's a tremendous actor and, and I think my level of interest in shows it's not always this way cuz there's stuff like Reacher where I'm just like yeah it's this fucking badass and you just are like yes please give me more of that but this was a show that had so much heart and really reached acro- across between being like heavy drama and you know just laugh out loud comedy that just slayed me at times mm-hmm. and I don't know. I always, um. I don't know if it, again, because if I was going to put bear number one and this would have been my number two if, if I was uh, allowed or if I completed the bear, Um, I think you see kind of like a a, a type for me where it's like guys who are kind of like falling down or in a life of chaos and trying to figure life out and kind of like the support system around them and still trying to uh piece a life back together after maybe you had either a rougher past or a rough present and trying to come out of it um and this show does that incredibly well Mm -hmm. and does it in such a fun way at times and Harrison Ford I never thought he would be so good in tv um I never watched any of the Yellowstone shows so I can't comment on uh where he is in that either but hey man I love the fact that he's still working I said it when we talked about this show before. Please bubble wrap him or shoot a bunch of episodes, please. So that way we can get him before uh, the show ends. I want to see that arc completed. Um, And yeah, just the, the depth of the casting, the amazing writing. I love this show so much. And honestly, there's been multiple episodes where I'm just a puddle of a human being by the end of it, but also had such a good time doing it. So yeah. That's a that's a, a surefire number one for me. Um, okay, my number three uh, is Daisy Jones and the Six on mm. Amazon Prime. This show is right up my alley. I am such a sucker for uh, music uh, laden things that are either kind of like fake biopic slash you know some kind of like you know like Almost Famous is one of my favorite movies of all time. So like something like this where it's kind of like a It's based on a book, uh, but obviously it still is very reminiscent of the story of kind of like Fleetwood Mac, in a way, um, where you have this band that was one incarnation, then a female vocalist comes in like a whirlwind and really sets the whole band dynamic on its ear on top of the fact that, you know, there's some complicated love triangles and... Just people trying to, again, figure themselves out or not be on drugs and alcohol and and falling apart. So to me, this is catnip as a person who watched every single Behind the Music that there ever was and then loves music documentaries. And this is kind of just played out uh, with tremendous, tremendous performances. Um, I remember at one point when we were doing the show... Uh, I said, this particular actress, um, (laughs) I said, I don't, I never seen her do a role where uh, she wasn't in whisper tones the whole time, and that is Riley Keough, who is uh, the lead of this particular show, and she is loud, proud, crazy, whirlwind, like a Stevie Nicks type character, and it's beautiful. The 1970s Los Angeles music scene stuff is great. Kind of like the, um, uh, the oral Canyon kind of stuff that people have maybe have heard of that music scene in the, in the late sixties and seventies, it's kind of got that vibe where they're throwing parties and they're, you know, jamming with other bands and going on these, it, This it's a, it's a whirlwind uh, rise to fame story, the rise and fall story. And again, ends in a, mildly convenient way, considering uh, what they're doing. Um, but it's a miniseries. It's a one and done, 10 episodes, very bingeable, uh, very addictive, a lot of cliffhangers to keep you moving on that. And Riley Keo, this is the best I've ever seen her, by far. Um, and the cast, again, is very deep. Everyone in the band is very enjoyable. There's a lot of humor in it, as well as uh, uh, solid, solid music. Because um, I believe... Phoebe Bridgers and some other more famous artists um, were able to write a lot of the music. So incredible stuff. Definitely worth checking out. And for you, Shane, in particular, very good uh, minor role. He's in a few episodes. Timothy Oliphant is fucking amazing in this show um, as this kind of like road manager thing to it. So definitely a high recommendation for me. This is my number three. Uh, Daisy Jones and the Six on
1: Amazon Prime. What do you got, buddy? See, that, just, that just goes to show you because that that was on my list and I forgot about it. Like to watch it because I sure. have, you've echoed it. I have clients who echoed it, and it's just one of those shows that just unintentionally got clicked down the ladder of shows I was watching. So yeah, I will get into this. But my number two uh, was your number four, and that is Poker Face. Oh so wow! I, just, I didn't yeah, expect yeah. that high for you. Yeah. I just echo everything you said. I love Natasha Leone. I I loved every episode, especially Nick Nolte and the Joseph Gordon-Levitt episodes were my two favorite. The only episode that didn't work for me was the dinner dinner theater one with Ellen Barkin and, and um, Tim Tim Meadows. Yeah, the ladies man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim Tim Meadows. That's the only one that I really didn't get into. But I love mystery shows like that. I like how it, like you said, reverse engineered the crime from. You know, back, you know, re, yeah, reverse engineered it. So I like that aspect of it and uh, how she's involved with all these. And I like the barbecue episode. Uh, with I did. Lil I Ray. like that one
0: quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that was great. So, again, I'm a sucker for these kind of uh, episodic shows while it has like a, a, you know, it does have a main plot thread throughout that we eventually get to at the end. And I enjoyed that as well. Uh, you know, I have my trepidations about season two because I just don't want it to be a total repeat of season one as far as like her running away from another mob boss, right. which it looks like she will be. So, but I really, really had a good time with the first season. I like Ryan Johnson. Yeah. I think this is his bag is the murder mystery stuff. So, yeah, number two on my list. Yeah, it's a
0: show that I think that can only get better. I think they're just starting to get it down. My fear is that Ryan Johnson has a lot on his plate. So I'm hoping that mm-hmm. him and his team can really keep this going. Um, and cause yeah, the the depth of talent that they get every week for all these are, is perfect. And it's the perfect type of show to keep getting these a list or B list kind of people to, to headline these episodes because you're basically asking them to come in and do, you know, a mini movie essentially. Yeah. And, and, get out but they're kind of pitched at the as the star you know they're very Mm -hmm. heavily involved so it's it's a great show um, that i hope uh gets better uh with time and peacock needs it because they only have a few shows that are propping them up at the moment um so we'll see how that goes um my number two is succession and i know you don't watch it uh, but this was the final season for them and Honestly, again, I, I mentioned it up top because we did go through a stretch where we had Barry, Ted Lasso, uh, Succession, Marvelous Miss Maisel all ended this year. And it's very hard to end a show as well as end a season on a particular note. And I think of all the ones that went away, this one in particular did it the best. And I think... Uh, there's some people, you know, friends of mine who had some some mixed feelings about how they ended it and uh, how it all came out in the wash for the Roy family, and it's tough because you're you're having a a British showrunner trying to basically do almost uh, a remix on the Murdoch family in a sense or other kind of like rich elite media mogul type families, but I will tell you. There's a moment in the middle where there's a high-profile death in the season, and once it goes from there, it is like rocket fuel. Everything is so intense. Literally, every episode is like a day worth. That's it. It's a day because they're following such a big event that it's like, you know, all they could do is this slow plotting, like what happened yesterday, what happened this day. You know, it's, it's, it's so much because you're talking about, you know, mergers and acquisitions. You're talking about funeral planning you're talking about uh you know there's a presidential election in that time period there's a lot going on so really excellent season one of the better some people this is like a pantheon show like one of the best that HBO has done let alone uh, one of the best shows they've ever seen so it depends on the mileage on that one of course but for me i would say it's definitely one of my favorite HBO shows of all time it's hard to to go with anything else to see what the comparison is but it's very Shakespearean it's very you know a lot of people came to it maybe because they love kind of the the business talk and like as a lot of swearing a lot of like dick bag dirt bag humor for rich guys and elitist pricks and all this stuff so those are a lot of a lot of the fun it's one of the funniest shows as well as being just crass dark overly dramatic like it's it's got such an intense tone like if uh, for how much we uh, gave those high remarks about the bear for doing a similar thing this show just never lets up <laughs> this show is always just something we're on to the next thing that is high intensity high drama um, about these siblings of course uh, in the Roy family Kieran Culkin, uh, A-plus performance. Brian Cox uh, did a great job this year, uh, this season, excuse me, as well. Uh, Sarah Snook, you know, all great. Alan Ruck, I love him too. But to me, uh, Jeremy Strong uh, is, he deserves all the accolades that hopefully come to him during Emmy time um, because Kendall's story is uh, rough in particular, but I think also the most relatable in certain sense. Um, (laughs) and there's so many quotable lines from this particular season, let alone this show that I say all the time to my friends, um, uh, including one Kendall Roy meme that I send to my friends all the time when they ask me how I'm doing. And he's like, I'm twin track, I'm dead inside, but I'm alive. (laughs) Um, so like stuff like that. So to me, that's, uh, that this show is tremendous and I don't need to, uh, you know, belabor something that's been out for seasons and people think so highly of but i would say yeah it's right up there with my my favorite hbo shows of all time and that's saying something because the leftovers is one of my favorite shows of all time and that happens to be an hbo show so it's it's right up there it's very good Mm. and i enjoyed the uh the finale maybe more than people did but i i actually think it makes sense with the show um okay even though it's as bleak and intense as everything has been so far with the show already so that's my number two.
1: Okay, yeah, didn't see that one coming either. So oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I again, I tried to watch that show a couple times. I just I don't know if I was in the right headspace or just couldn't get into it. Uh, so maybe I'll I'll wait a little bit and try to get back into the later date. Because you're not the only one. Everyone glows yeah. about this show. So um. yeah, it's not the perfect change. Like it's if I
0: drew a diagram, it's not the perfect. You know, Venn diagram at least of the the thoughts of Shane, <laughs> but at the same time, I think that if you got into it enough, I think there's enough there, especially okay. with the <laughs> the dirt bagginess of it, might intrigue oh. you more or less.
1: Okay, I, that's a compliment. I'll take it. Yes, okay, yeah, so. yeah. Oh, we're on the same wavelength. I put it in number <laughs> okay, two, yeah. so we're on, we're yeah, there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. All right, so where are we at? My number one. You're number one. Yeah. Okay. Well, my number one. We discussed this on the show. We reviewed it. It's another HBO show, and that's The Last of Us. I Oh, you know what? I didn't even fucking write that down. I hate myself. Okay. Sorry. Yep.
0: Again. I would have put that uh... in over Barry, if that makes any sense. I totally <laughs> screwed that up. I forgot to put one
1: on there. Yep. That's okay. Uh pandemic hits uh hits the planet or hits yeah, hits the country, and it's a survival story. You got Pedro Pasquale and Bella Ramsey as your two main characters, Joel and Ellie, and uh Ellie has She's a very special individual, and Joel is uh, reluctantly taxed with taking her to across country to a, a group of people. But along the way, it's a great—I love the tone of this show. It's not a zombie show just to let people freaking know. It's not like one of those zombie shows. It's better than any of the Walking Deads that they ever freaking put out there. It's just a nice character story, and gives great— great depth to Joel as we go along and him building his relationship with Ellie and they just start depending on each other and their own little family unit. I love the one-off episode you get here with the Nick Offerman character. Yeah, one of comes the best of episodes nowhere. of all time. It's yeah. tremendous. So I don't want to spoil it but um, it makes sense because he was a character in the video game but they did not give him this much depth uh, as they did in the video game. So it's a very touching emotional episode that just comes out and kind of knocks you on your butt it's so touching and nick offerman is just uh great in that episode but pedro pasquale and bella ramsey knocked this one out of the park Uh, it's very faithful to the video game they adapted it pretty much a lot of it scene for scene so i i i wanted yeah i couldn't see any other show being my number one show i cannot wait for season two Which will be new territory for me because I did not play the second Last of Us video game. So we're going off the reservation for me. But uh, kudos to Pedro Pasquale, who just keeps on kicking ass all over the place. So Yeah, it's always tough
0: when uh, a show does go off script, in a sense. Like, i.e. Game of Thrones or uh, even Dexter after the first few books they adapted or what have you. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they take it directly with the the second video game or how far they go, because obviously they don't have a ton of source material. Um, So it'll be interesting to see where they go. I absolutely hate myself because I forgot this. Um, If (laughs) if I had, um, it probably would have been my number three um, where it would have been Daisy Jones four and poker face five. Um, Even though, yeah, it's so hard. Um it's again hard. a good a good year of television so far. Um, but yeah, I, I echo everything we we love the high highs with you know a lot of the intense battle scenes on top of the uh, the heart that this particular show shows. Um, mm-hmm. and I love the relationship, love the the cool side by sides of seeing how they did it in the game and then kind of showing how they did it a lot you know shot for shot. Um, that hospital scene is incredible. The, uh, the one, uh, with the abandoned house, uh, was mm-hmm. great as well. There's so many of those things And like you said, that Nick Offerman episode, uh, is might be up there with one of the best episodes of the year, let alone in the last few years. So, um, kudos to you for actually doing your job well and remembering <laughs> that. So I'm glad you called that out. Cause it calls me out too. um, and i said already my my number one is shrinking so you know we covered all the bases there but yeah a lot of great tv out there right now and it's amazing and if i was able to put the bear on there too to think that i would last of us which we followed quite intensely like i think we did multiple episodes on it we and, did yep. and and you know tracked it well on the way enjoying ourselves so um to think that that would be a number 4 or something like mm-hmm. that if i was able to put the bear on here it's wild to me um so good on you for remembering um let's uh let's cover some uh elephant in the room stuff now that we did our fives number one uh most disappointing has to be the mandalorian right like as far yes. as something you were like high up on and yeah. then like something i was eh. really high
1: on yeah uh, again that show to me didn't get kicked the gear to like the last two episodes like yeah, they, I mean, too it, little, too it, uh, late.
0: Still confusing as far as where they were going, and and right. I, I I didn't even fully engage. I think at any point in the season,
1: right? Totally let down. A lot of the storyline, especially with the spy stuff and the uh, the lobotomies episode with the scientists, <laughs> I just uh-huh. we didn't need all that. But I I don't want to belabor my points there. But there's a lot of stuff they could have cut out. And again, we both said this show kind of set up other shows or other characters. like but the Bubba Fett second season, you know, where yeah. it's like not yeah. really Bubba Fett, Bubba Fett and Friends or the right. Friends of yeah. Bubba Fett. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. For that sure. That is the most disappointing show so far uh this year. And
0: the weird thing is again, I think we I don't think we did that episode this year, but like we sing the praises every now and then of Apple TV Plus and um, you know, we uh we don't we have shrinking obviously in there, but there were multiple shows that I think we watched in and out, and the finale of Ted Lasso because I don't think we really talked about it on air at all. Um, I thought they did a good job. I think um it made sense for Ted the way it ended, so I can't really um go too astray. But the season as a whole, they did a lot of what I would call message episodes mm-hmm. and really kind of in this in the same breath i realize i'm saying uh in certain other shows where they do these one-off episodes where it's mostly about one person or one person storyline and i'm praising it this one okay you know yeah. certain storylines just were fine it didn't it, it wasn't my favorite thing and the zava thing kind of like came and went i understood it but it didn't do a lot for me and they were quick to kind of yank it at i think he's probably in what three or four episodes maybe Not even more? four i think he was in three two or three yeah so i i i didn't love it when it was already happening i liked how things kind of panned out with the season i you know i was also a bulls fan in the 90s so i i love the the switch stance they do um you know uh, with that as well so I don't know. The total football thing worked for me enough and some of those other storylines. But honestly, I th- I, my favorite part is probably still um, Roy. Roy Kent is one of my favorite characters, and I think he he does a really good job in this season. Maybe season th- uh, the last season was probably more my favorite Roy Kent. But as far as like my favorite stuff of this season, it's still probably uh, with Roy no. and. Yeah. uh Uh, Jamie Jamie yeah those two guys whenever they're together I probably like that
1: bromance of sorts more than anything yeah that was the best part of the season uh you know if you have to stack the seasons this is probably the weakest of the three in my opinion because a lot of it's a high bar
0: sort of but, yeah. It is,
1: it is, and I still really thoroughly enjoyed this show, so don't feel like we're crapping all over Ted Lasso. No, no, absolutely not. I, I, I enjoyed it, but you said Roy and Jamie on screen together, best part of the whole season. I didn't care much for the Keeley stuff this this season going on until, like, the very end. I yeah. got a kick out of that. But uh, the finale I thought was a little too convenient, which I'm fine with. Everything was tied in a bow. I still don't like Nate, but I did like his uh, total coming back to his normal self now that he got accepted by his dad and he's gotten confidence and, you know, he yeah. got really what he wanted in the end. Yeah, they the didn't only know nitpick- what to do with that. They really right. didn't, but it made sense in the end, I guess. Yeah, and the only thing I nitpicked, it was too tidy up with a bow, like the whole Rebecca thing where the daughter falls in front of her and she looks up and it's the fucking guy from Denmark or wherever the yeah. hell they were. I'm like, oh, come on, really? Yeah. Amsterdam. What's the coincidence? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the coincidence? He's going to be okay. I know. All right. Very, for convenient. some reason that real, yeah, very convenient. I, I would have preferred if she would have flown to Copenhagen or something and like been sure. waiting outside his boat or something that would have made more sense to me than the timeliness of the daughter falling in front. Of... But I'm nitpicking. I'm nitpicking. Uh, a cool thing to do is there's a video on YouTube during like the last episode where they go back and reference a lot of stuff from season one as yeah, Easter eggs. i put seen in that last episode. a Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. So overall I thought Ted Lasso did stick its landing. It did in a weaker TV year. I probably would have put it in my top five and I was really thinking about it, but it felt at times disjointed for me to put it in there. Same. And this was my debate between that and Barry, where I
0: was just like the higher highs of Barry, made it able to be on my top 5 and again that would have even been booted if i remembered last of us but um <laughs> but yeah t- two shows that i still adore but you know their final seasons weren't as good yeah. as their previous products and and that happens and you know previous years i would have been seeing their praises and they would have been super high up so no shade right. still yeah. enjoy them and no. honestly ted lasso the the older stuff um, i went back to a lot in the last year yeah. because I, I resonate with Lasso as a character and I love that deep ensemble. So no shade. I will miss it. Yeah. I wish they could have done more. Um, But, yeah, it's uh, huh, like still
1: it. a great show. And, and, you know, going back to the Apple thing real quick, they're still having a good year. I mean, you know, like the big um, the big door prize. Yeah. And you started it... Platonic too, or did you? Yeah, I did, actually. So that's a fun show. The big door show. It's good. It's not great, but it's still quality to me. And then you got Ted Lasso and shrinking. So still a good year for Apple Plus altogether. Yeah. It, it's funny. Like I HBO just dropped in uh, uh, this would this is shaping up to be in my top five. But since I've only seen two episodes, mm-hmm. I can't do it. But that's the Righteous Gemstones uh, okay. on yeah. HBO. And I believe this the last season of or yeah, this might be the last season of that show. I think so. So I'm I'm curious how they're going to stick that landing. But if you like outrageous comedy and you like Dana McBride like I like Dana McBride. Oh, my God. This show is off the freaking rails. It's it's, so good. It's so weird that I have never seen an episode of that
0: show, but I watched every episode of Eastbound and loved every minute of it. So, like, I probably should get on that. But, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. The only other stuff I had on honorable mention was uh, Mrs. Davis, which you said you have not finished. Um, Correct. I love how outrageous it is, how much of a big swing it is, and it's never boring. And there are some really, again, highlight episodes as well, um, with some really top-notch performances. So I, you know, I still recommend it, even though it's just an honorable mention outside of the five. Um, I'm interested, uh, I, I thought that Beef might have landed on your list. Uh, and yeah, I, I have it written down. Mm-hmm. I do have it written down, but it just fell
1: outside the top five.
0: And that show, I watched one episode, I almost had an anxiety attack, and I might have to go back to it, but I, it just, it it really, whew, that's intensity it's amazing that i could watch the bear i could watch succession yeah. and i could follow it along and be fine i watched that one episode of beef and i was like can we all stop yelling
1: i was like <laughs> i need an adult you know so i don't yeah, know no, that's that was on my honorable mention list as well again it's very intense so i'm shocked to say you couldn't watch it because uh, like the two shows you just mentioned i'm like oh my god like yeah. you <laughs> can't handle those you can't yeah. this, yeah but very good performances in that show. The only other like quick uh honorable mention I had was another Hulu show, which I think is an Amazon Prime now, and that's jury duty. Yeah, it's a freebie show. Yeah, um, freebie show. Yeah. Uh with James Marston, and it's uh about a trial and a jury that's they're all actors except for one guy, and he doesn't know he's in on the whole scheme of things. But it is absolutely comedy gold in some episodes it is so funny yeah especially James Markson thinking he's like an A list actor <laughs> but like no one recognizes him or no one knows what he's been in it, it is just hysterical so yeah. if you want a good laugh and you like those kind of like um, almost kind of semi-reality shows go watch jury duty man it, it's a good time
0: yeah and I know a lot of people might yell at us uh or at least at me um because I loved the first few seasons of uh, I Think You Should Leave. And I haven't watched this season yet. Otherwise, that might be something that snuck in on the top five, too. But, which is so funny because I use the, you sure about that? You sure about that? <laughs> uh, GIF all the time. So that's that's on me that I haven't uh, finished up and gotten to. us. Uh, I think that's season three now uh, for that on Netflix. So um any other things you want to shout out, or anything you're looking forward to, or you're just gonna hang tight and watch Secret Invasion finish out the bear? And uh, yeah, call I'm it gonna a day. wrap
1: up the <laughs> yeah I'm gonna wrap up the bear by tomorrow. Watch Secret Invasion, yeah, and just kind of see what comes along, and maybe catch up on uh, some of the shows you recommended. So.
0: Yeah, same here. You got you gave me a lot to think about uh, for stuff, you know. The same way you were saying, it's been on the list but haven't gotten to. So you know, and Apple TV Plus in general, like I've been meaning to check out. Platonic uh, Big Door Prize intrigued me, so maybe I'll go back on that. But yeah, uh, a solid okay. year. A lot of yeah. shows that we really like
1: are now gone, so we have to probably fill some holes. <laughs> we do. We do. Do you want to uh, just quickly recap our top five for everyone out there in case they got lost in the sauce along the way? Sure, go for it, man. All right, my number five is Dave. Number four is a consultant. Three, po- oh, I'm sorry, three shrinking, two poker face, and one The Last of Us.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't know if I want to give the uh, amended version, but originally, yeah, go ahead. I, uh, no, go ahead. Yeah, I. Uh, I shrinking number one succession number two i would put last of us number three daisy jones in the six four poker face five but i originally had barry as my five so you know however we cheat and do all those things which is always (laughs) a trademark of this show especially for me so we wouldn't have it any other way right that's how we do right um great job by you uh I, I you were talking to me about what you're trying to catch up with this week in terms of movies so i'm not entirely sure indiana jones is coming out this weekend Ugh. it's uh it's not getting the most favorable favorable reviews coming out of uh it premiered in Cannes uh a few mu- uh, a few weeks back um so uh yeah uh, not not going well so far but we'll see we'll see it's also not a very canned movie so i'm i'm curious to see where that goes um and so you mentioned asteroid city and no hard feelings as well yeah
1: instead of indiana jones i'm gonna go see no hard feelings which actually project they actually did i think 6.5 which is way higher than they projected for it to make sure in the movie theater this weekend so i'm all over that and then i'm up and down to Wes anderson but i am going to check out asteroid city just based on the cast alone
0: yeah, same. Uh you know, I have um I have a very open weekend, so I think I might be able to do a lot of catching up with movies as well. So I look forward to that. I will also be doing um my Netflix review for the week. If anyone uh didn't check out oh, well actually, so I talked about the extraction two one. Is that the last one I did? No, I just I, think, did. Oh. I, I did one uh, in between, um, which I can't recommend, so I won't uh, stand bag it on the air. And then um, <laughs> I uh, and then I have um, the Run Rabbit Run comes out to m- uh, on Wednesday, which is when most people will probably be listening to this episode. I saw that at Sundance. It's okay. I don't think that's the one I'm going to be reviewing for this week. So um, it's a horror movie. It's very not confusing, but I hoped for better. Um, If you like creepy kid stuff a little bit, it'll it'll get you in Sarah Snook from uh, Succession. So if you're a Succession fan and looking for more of her, that's where to find it. That's on Netflix. Um, But then Namona is uh, an animated feature coming out Friday that I'm curious to see how that goes because. The animated feature film, uh, you know, Oscar race or any of that stuff is wide open. I saw Elemental. It was fine. So I I wouldn't think that, you know, that might end up on some of that, but it's not. No one's going to beat Spider-Verse. We know this, but I'm just curious to see how that uh, that race is going to shake out. So I'm interested to see if Nimona is going to be one of the Netflix entries for that. Um, so check out that review when that comes out this weekend. So a lot to catch up on a lot of things to do. So next week will probably be another movie loaded episode. Maybe a a potpourri, a hodgepodge, a (laughs) collection of films, a rich tapestry, if you will. So be sure to like, subscribe, review, check us out. Um, And by the way, thanks to everyone out there. We're having like the best month we've ever had by a long shot. So thank you to our guests and thank you guys for listening and keeping track with us. Um, And be sure to come back next week for more recent activity. Boom, chakalaka.